Welcome to the Youth Voice, a podcast giving young people a voice in politics across the island of Ireland. So today we're joined by the president of SSUNI, Cormac Savage. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dermot. Uh, so I suppose we'll get straight in as always. Uh, one of the big things that I want to ask is what actually is SSUNI? What have you done? Where have you come from? And what's the future? Well, SSUNI uh, is the secondary students union of Northern Ireland. We founded in August last year, just the day before the 2020 A-level results came out and drama ensued because of the algorithm. We've since then been a really powerful voice, in my opinion, in advocating for students in Northern Ireland throughout the pandemic. We're now at 25,000 members and we have been lobbying on things like mental health and exams in both 2021 and now 2022. And we've been running working groups on things from student voice within schools through student councils to shared education and making it more centered around the needs of the student rather than any other idea. So I, I think we've done a lot this year in a lot of different areas. Um, what's, what's next for SSU and I, you know, where, where are you going? Well, we're hopeful we're, we're, we're making great connections in a lot of different government departments. We are engaging really positively with so many different educational authorities in Northern Ireland. And it's, I have to say, I'm really proud of where we've come from and where we're going to. We, our membership is growing exponentially and we're about to elect our next year student executive at our student assembly, where we'll have all sorts of policy motions coming through. Brilliant. And um, I suppose talk to me a bit more about student assembly. You know, what actually is like, what, what is student assembly? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering, what are they actually talking about? So what is it? Student assembly is the biggest event in the SSGNI calendar. Every year we will have a student assembly where we where our students can come together and elect the executive for the next year to run the union and students can go and they'll represent their schools as school delegates and young people can put themselves forward to lead this great student movement that we're developing in Northern Ireland. So there'll be, as I said, policy motions being debated. So, you know, the union believes passionately that um, there needs to be urgent reform of relationships to sex education and, you know, because the current isn't meeting the needs of LGBTQ plus students and isn't dealing enough with consent. And then we might also say that based on this, the student assembly has asked the equality officer to lobby the education minister for this area. So we'll have all sorts of policy motions like that. And we're gonna have uh, just a lot of debate, a lot of opportunities for students to meet other students. Although unfortunately that will be virtual this year uh, from across Northern Ireland. And again, the exciting part of the day will be the election of the new executive so you've done a lot so far you've had a lot of working groups you've produced some brilliant reports you know your mental health work was second and none i have to say it was brilliant but one of the things that i want to ask about is what has the reaction been to i suppose exams 21 like are the entire situation from what i'm hearing from students and what i'm sure you're hearing yourself has been it's been a fiasco fiasco has been the word out of choice for me but what is your reaction what's the union's reaction everything that's happened so far well i think it's important to note Dermot, that we were one of the well we were the first people to, know, to predict how this would be for students this year when ccaa released their guidance on the 5th of march which is ironically my birthday, um, about, about what exams would be and the teachers would need to collect evidence and submit high control assessments to CCEA for their grades to really matter. You know, we were the first people to come out and say, this will mean 40 exams in six weeks for some of our students. 
and we've been proven right. And that's, it gives me no joy for us to have been proven right, but we have. I remember at the time, the education minister in particular accused us of sensationalism and um, said that it wouldn't be like that, not when you worked in theory. Well, I heard of a student today, a fifth year, who's just at his 24th exam since the 19th of April. So I don't think we were sensationalist at all. I think our students have been severely misled this year. And I think we've been failed, if I'm honest. I think we were promised a cancellation of exams and we didn't get it. We got exams by the back door. I've heard so many students come to me in the last six weeks and tell me that they wish they had exams because they think exams would have been more honest and easier to contend with than what they've been through this year. And that's a very fair position because what our students have been through is shameful. We have had in the middle of a pandemic, thousands of young people whose mental health was in tatters after weeks of lockdown, sent into halls with two weeks notice to do effectively exams. Schools in Belfast have sent their students home because they feel that they need to bring them in to do exams, put them out on study leave. That's contradictory to the whole nature of cancelling exams, but we can't blame the schools because the schools are trying to create the evidence and get the grades and get their students the grades that they need. We need to blame CCEA and the minister for where the guidance came from. We should never have had guidance published that asked for four pieces of evidence. And there never should have been teachers who believe, for having read the guidance, that based on what they'd read, they needed to submit four pieces of, uh, of class tests. That's not fair on our students. It should have been a lot more simplistic than this. And the only one thing that I can cling on to after weeks of this is that we managed, after um, briefing the Northern Ireland Assembly Education Committee about it, is that we managed to have the number of, of pieces of evidence required reduced from four to three. But it's not enough. We didn't, we couldn't do enough because no one would accept that this would be the situation our students would end up in because it, it has been shameful. I have to agree. Like, and I, I'd say that was a bit of a bad birthday present from the minister. But I suppose I know myself, I, I've done 18 exams, I think. I think it was 18 or 19. Like, the idea that exams were cancelled, it's a lie. Like, I think. Well, we could say exams were cancelled, but we got assessments instead. It seemed like we were kind of duped. But one of the things that I suppose I'm also finding is the lack of clarity. We're constantly seem to be talking to a brick wall when it comes to Department of Education. Is that something that you find? Like, I know I raised it in the BBC, but are you facing the lack of clarity and a lack of transparency? I think there has been a lack of clarity for students. But one thing that I am very encouraged by is that as we, is that we exist. You know, when we were contending with exams in 2020, SSGNI didn't exist. When we began to design the system for 2021, SSGNI existed, but we weren't being talked to. And one thing that gives me great, great hope is that SSGNI and Student Voice in general seems to be being given a lot more credence as we move into 2022. And I say watch this space. Because I think that may make a big difference if we, if we are properly listened to, because there is a difference between hearing someone and listening to them. And I think that if we are both heard and listened to, we can end up in a situation in 2023 that is a lot brighter than the one we're in right now. I mean, we have had, we've had our executive, uh, the relevant officers have had really lengthy and depth consultations with Department of Education senior officials about exams in 2022. We've met with CCA and um, it, it, that, that was in reference to 2021 
and we are moving forward in a really positive direction in our relationship with the department. And I'm really glad that they recognize the importance of student voice and they want to hear student voice. The important thing now is that they listen to it as well. I think definitely. I think one thing that I've noticed even myself is that as COVID happened and as they started to actually realize, oh God, we actually should listen to what the students are saying, that we've actually seen such an improvement into how students are listened to. And I think exactly. that so much is down to you guys because of all the work that you've done and the pressure you have put on the minister. So I have to commend you for that. But one of the things I also want to ask is what do students want now? Like we have, we've, it seems like we've had a lot of our questions answered by the minister and by the department about, you know, A-levels and GCSEs and for 2021. Now, not all of it has been taken into consideration. Not everything has been answered and not everyone has been satisfied. Well, that's most people, it seems, haven't been satisfied, but we at least know what was happening. But what do students want now? What do you, does the union want to see from the Department of Education now? Well, Jarvis, we have done a lot of consultation with students about 2022 because we need to make sure that we get this right. And not only does the department get it right, but we as a union get it right. And we know what students want and what they need next year. So we've done a lot of talking and a lot of listening to students. And we have come to the conclusion that the best thing we can do for our students is to remove one unit from G each GCSE and ed level next year. And that that needs to be pre-prescribed and that needs to be told to teachers as soon as possible, as soon as possible, this month, ideally. Teachers need to sit now this month and understand that they're not gonna be teaching X units next year uh, for assessment. Because of course, it's so important for the progression of learning that we still cover all the content. But I mean, any student and any teacher who listens to this knows covering content for an exam and covering content for learning are very different experiences. So what we want is that students have their have their assessment content reduced for next year by one unit across one unit in each subject and we've also had conversations about paper deficit students are experiencing because obviously we've lost a class paper students and any student listening to this knows how important those are for revision as uh, we've had conversations about the potential of releasing a past paper series for students to get used to and familiarize themselves with the process of setting an exam because Dermot, for students in your year, and our, I know our own mental health officer, Morgan, is in the same position, probably haven't actually got that much experience of exam halls. I know Morgan sat uh, one exam when he was in fourth year, and he's never sat an exam since. I did my GCSEs uh, pre-COVID, so I, I have done a big series of exams. But, at, I mean, we need to do more for that year group that are about to go into the most high-stakes exams of their lives, the very little exam experience. I think definitely, like, I think I'm very lucky in the sense that I did my GCSE maths a year early, so I had that bit more. But at the same time, I, you know, I'm not used to what it's like having to have like 20 or 30 possibly walk-in exams. Like, I don't know what that's going to be like next year. And it's very scary. So I do have to agree when it comes to cutting the content. So I think you're completely right there. And I hope that the Department of Education continues to listen as they have been. And I hope they take that on board. So yeah, we've got a we've had a great response, and you know we've we've been in contact with um, a lot of different people in DA, and we've been working extensively on mental health as well. Which because the exams in mental health are so linked, they are always so so linked, and so we've been working on those hand in hand with DA and with the education authority as well. 
and um, I have to say, uh, it's cut the content, camp the campaign now. Many people have said it's starting early and they don't understand why we're talking about 2022 while students are going through the nightmare that has been 2021. But to that we say that's exactly why, because we need the momentum behind this. We need the clarity. And um, that's what we will continue to work for. We will work for clarity for students and we'll work for a fair deal for students because that's not what we've got in the last two years of algorithms and backdoor exams where we've been failed over and over again. So hashtag cut the content 22 is the hashtag we're using for that campaign. So please tweet, Facebook, Instagram, everything, hashtag cut the content 22. I think you definitely read there as well because I think one of the big things that I kind of have lambasted the minister over in January was the fact that we got told your exams were cancelled. Like we got it leaked as well. Like it wasn't even an official. We got it leaked and then we found out. But we got the leak and then we didn't know for another month and a half what we were getting grades from. So I think if if students get behind this now, it means we know what's happening in September. It we know what's happening in July, and that's what's important. And the and the importance of clarity for student mental health cannot be overstated. We, we did a survey last year in November when things were very up in the air and we found that 84% of students had felt that their mental health had suffered, not just because of exams, but specifically exam uncertainty. And that's really key. And we will continue to point this out. You know, it's as much as an impact of the exams have on mental health, the uncertainty is massive for students. Nothing is certain right now. And we need certainty when it comes to our education because, you know, when it comes to education, you know, formal education, GCs and A-levels, we, for a lot of students, it feels like we only get one shot at this. I know we're not just candidate members, we're people with lives and our own mental health and our own stories and our own backgrounds. And that's what, that's what needs to be considered. The idea that clarity is equal to certainty, which has a massive impact on mental health, especially in the sort of times we're living in right now. And, you know, that's why we picked off so early, because we want our students to sit down in their exam classes for some lower six. That might start in June after the CA grading goes. Some schools do like to bring lower six back into the end of June. And we want them to sit in those classes and know exactly what next year will look like. But we also want the department to plan just in case we end up in a situation where we can't have exams or there needs to be further modifications. One of the key problems was, as you said, long people what the exam situation would be like and when it came out we did work you know like the minister made the statement on the floor of the assembly little did we know we still didn't know because we believed that exams were going to be done in a certain where well, not example awarding was going to be done in a certain way and then on the 5th of march the CA guidance dropped and it changed the game so we did we might have had the announcement that exams were cancelled on by my memory something like the 4th of january but we didn't know what the reality was going to be of the system that that ushered in until the 5th of March. And students were blindsided. And that's why we're in the situation we're in right now. We worked ridiculously hard over lockdown because the minister told us the work we did over lockdown account towards our grades. And then CIA's guidance came in and said, no, it won't. You need to have high control assessments. So... As a student union president, is it hard to not be? Is it hard to not be disenfranchised sometimes? Absolutely, but I really believe we can get it right this year. Absolutely, and I I think we'll wrap up there. 
But uh, to everyone listening, thank you for listening. For Minister Weir or anyone from the Department from Education, if you're listening, cut the content in 2022. I know Cormac wants you to, and so do I. Uh, I think we're exactly. together on that. Yeah. Uh, to everyone that is listening and is thinking, God, Cormac knows what he's talking about here. Get involved. If you can get involved with the union, I say go for it because I know I've, you know, I'm doing a working group at the minute with the union and it's really good. It's a brilliant opportunity. And I advise everyone to get involved. Great crack too. <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, but obviously, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can catch our socials at youthvoiceni.com or read our blog at youthvoiceni.com. You can catch our Twitter at youthvoiceni or our Instagram youth youthvoice. Uh, underscore ni uh, so thank you all for listening we'll see you all next time and thank you <laughs>